The Daily Rios, for March 13th, 2013. On today's episode, you won't hear any discussion on Marvel flooding comicsology to drown out the competition. You won't hear about a Kickstarter campaign, about a movie based on a TV show I never really cared to watch. And you certainly won't get any reactions to the latest election of a figurehead that will be introduced by the crying out of Habeas Popham, something that sounds like it came out of Harry Potter. Now, this, as always, is New Comics Wednesday. Eat dirt, Cyclops. X-Men don't cut and run. I'm going back for Beast and Morph. We can't help them. Maybe you can't, Junior, but I can. I won't let you throw your life away. Come back here. I go where I want to go. It's not a big New Comics Wednesday today, which is good because I have a healthy selection out of the new previews. So let's start right away with just some casual mentions for books that are shipping today. New issues of current titles such as John Byrne's Highways, number three from IDW, the final issue of Alescott's Change, number four from Image, the final issue of Before Watchmen, Ozymandias, six of six, uh, Threshold, number three, bringing Captain Carrot into the new 52. Yay! From Marvel Now, we have Age of Ultron 2, Avengers Arena 6, Avengers Assemble 13, Fantastic Four number 5, Fearless Defenders 2, Secret Avengers 2, Thor 6, Thunderbolt 6, Uncanny X-Men 3, and X-Men Legacy 7. Also from Marvel Now, new to Marvel Now, Wolverine number 1 by Paul Cornell and Alan Davis, Totally going into this for the art, hoping that maybe the story will grab me in any way. And we round out this portion with two collections, Hawkeye, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, My Life is a Weapon, $16.99, collecting 1 through 5, meaning that the trade is a little more expensive than getting the actual individual issues, which are $2.99 a pop. This is Matt Fraction and David Aja. Do yourself a favor, get it, read it, love it. And then Earth 2 Hardcover Volume 1, The Gathering, $22.99. Six issues here. James Robinson, Nicole Scott, uh, spearheading uh, the other dimensional world of Earth 2 in the DC Universe. Alright, time to take a look at previews, one of my favorite times of the month. Uh, this is previews, the March previews for books shipping, shipping mostly in May. And we start with Dark Horse. I didn't see a lot. I try to get this, you know, look at the standouts, new titles, new number ones, things that grab me. I'm not going to go through everything, obviously. Uh, some of the stuff you might like and I'm just never going to read. But um, here in Dark Horse, I thought this was interesting. Edgar Rice Burroughs' Tarzan... The Sunday Comics, Volume 1, it's a hardcover featuring the, the strips from 1931 through 1933, written by George Carlin and uh, drawn by Hal Foster. So this is a restoration printed at giant size, it's 7 inches by 10 inches, and it's the first volume in a comprehensive collection uh, of Hal Foster's Tarzan Sunday reprints. So if anyone's interested in that, I'm sure that'll be a lovely collection. Uh, then we move to DC, and we have what I think are just two very interesting uh, new titles. 
uh, that DC is going to, you know, try to bank on, uh, no pun intended. The first one being the Green Team, Teen Trillionaires, which is an updating of an older DC, uh, I hesitate to say property because it was just a quirky, uh, what, 60s, 70s concept. And, and then the Movement, which is a sort of a sister title. Uh, the green team, they're billing it as that's the 1%, and the movement, that's the 99%. The green team is by Art Balthazar and Franco, with art by Ig Guara, and the movement is by Gail Simone, with art by Freddie, Freddie Williams II. Two ongoing titles. Um, I just think this is a creative thing. It's different. It feels different, um, and I can't wait to read it to see what these are going to be like. Uh, check out the Earth 2 Annual number 1 for a new Batman set in the Earth 2 uh, world. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, this month, in this previews, we have the final issue of Green Lantern. Uh, well, Green Lantern 20, which is the final issue that Jeff Johns will write. This will wrap up his super long, almost 10 years, I think it is, uh, run on Green Lantern wrapping up with the Wrath of the First Lantern storyline. So, fare thee well, Jeff Johns. This month uh, of previews also has the final issues of Firestorm, Savage Hawkman, Sword of Sorcery, Team 7, Deathstroke, and Ravagers. Uh, Firestorm, Savage Hawkman, and Deathstroke lasted uh, 20 issues. Sword of Sorcery lasted 8 issues. Team 7 um, and Ravagers, uh, well, Team 7 also lasted eight issues, and Ravagers lasted a year. So those titles are on the chopping block. We have the digital first comic that then gets printed called Smallville Season 11, uh, taking a cue from, you know, the Buffy universe continuing their seasons. So Smallville Season 11, <clears throat> issue number 13, featuring Booster Gold, but also the Legion of Superheroes, and their time, the 31st century, which I thought was interesting. I, this Smallville Season 11 series is interesting because sometimes I think they're going too far into the superhero thing, too far into the DC universe, and, and away a from what the core concept of Smallville is. And I certainly understand it because, you know, at the end of Season 10, he becomes Superman. So where else would you go but into superhero land? I get that. But it kind of would have been interesting to see this series um, be a nice nice mixture of the two. Um, and I, I haven't read it all yet, but uh, when I saw this, I mean, first of all, it's Legion of Superheroes, so I'm, I'm sure I'll get it. But it did make me stop and think, huh, you know, it's kind of really getting into the, the corner of a... Of, into a corner of the universe that DC already does well elsewhere, so maybe this could be a little different. Maybe it will be, who knows? So just wanted to point it out. Over in Vertigo, there's a 10-issue series coming out called The Wake, and this is by Scott Snyder, with art by Sean Gordon Murphy of Joe the Barbarian and Punk Rock Jesus. This is almost an instant buy just because of the art alone. And uh, the blurb here is when marine biologist Lee Archer is approached by the Department of Homeland Security for help with a new threat, she declines, but quickly realizes they won't take no for an answer. Soon, she is plunging to the depths of the Arctic Circle to a secret underwater oil rig where they've discovered something miraculous and terrifying. Uh, this is a, billed as a sci-fi horror epic that explores the horrors of the deep, probes the origins of human history, and leaps far beyond to a frightening future. Sounds interesting. 
Um, a bunch of collections. Uh, I'll stick with Vertigo here. We have the Om Animal Man Omnibus hardcover for 75 bucks, collecting the first 26 issues of Animal Man, all written by Grant Morrison, and part of the Animal Man tale from Secret Origins number 39, which was also by Grant Morrison. So they're collecting the entire Grant Morrison run, uh, and that, that'll be a nice companion because they've just started uh, to solicit the trades of Animal Man after Grant Morrison uh, left the book. So uh, there you go. If you've ever wanted to read that and you like the omnibus format, format there you go. Um, Promethea, the Immateria edition hardcover. This is on sale in September. It's advanced solicited. It's 150 bucks, 496 pages. What makes this different is it's the entire 32-issue run of Promethea by Alan Moore with art by J.H. Williams III, McGray, Charles Vess. Um, amazing, amazing series. One that you don't read lightly. You read it for the creativity and for the amazing artwork and just for the sheer brilliance of it all. But what makes this different is they're printing it um, horizontally. It is 16 inches by 12 inches, give or take, and they're laying out the pages side by side so that each two-page spread can be seen on a single page. So this is horizontal format. I, this is going to be crazy. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Like, I mean, there's already different collections of Promethea. Now here's a new way to do it and a way that makes sense with how the artwork was presented. So kudos to DC for doing this. Back to the DC universe, we have... A trade paperback of Batgirl and Robin Year One. This is uh, over 400 pages, $24.99. This collects Batgirl Year One, 1 through 9, and Robin Year One, 1 through 4. And these were written by Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty. And Marcos Martin was the artist for Batgirl, I believe, and Javier Polito was the artist for Robin Year One, I believe. Um, but both stories that are at least in some way thematically and even in, in design uh, related, and it was because of the success of one that they did the other, uh, and here you go, you can get it all in one chunk. And then finally from DC, uh, we have Harlan Ellison jumping into uh, the DC universe, or just into you know the DC company, with a book called... Seven Against Chaos. This is a hardcover, standalone story with art by Paul Chadwick. $24.99. This will be out in July. And, uh, you know, it's it's Earth in the distant, distant future uh, with a lot of natural disasters and things are happening. And, of course, there's seven people with seven different powers and seven different personalities. Uh, sort of seven samurai group uh, that uh, is going to help write things in the only way that Harlan Ellison can explain it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, kind of nice to see something new, something different from the DCU. And uh, as I said, it's not in the DC universe, but you know, I, I enjoy original graphic novels from the big two because you get them so rarely. So I'll be looking forward to that. From IDW, they're soliciting the trade of Womanthology Space, for $24.99, 128 pages, collecting the five-issue series. Uh, in a kind of weird companion to the Dark Horse Tarzan collection, we have the IDW Tarzan collection. This is the complete Russ Manning newspaper strips, volume one, from 1967 through 1969. This is $49.99, 
288 pages. This is uh, black and white, and it'll be a four-book series collecting the entire run uh, by Russ Manning. And then since John Byrne has made his home at IDW, we have a new series out, a new miniseries, Doomsday Point One, One of Four, which is a rework of an earlier concept. Uh, this is three ninety nine. $3.99 and four-issue miniseries. Uh, the Earth may have dodged a bullet on December 21st, 2012, but there are worse things in store for our little blue planet. Seven adventurers aboard the International Space Station watch in horror as most of the world is decimated by a monster solar flare, and their only choice is to return to the surface and face whatever awaits them. You know, John Byrne at IDW, is it's a good fit. Some of the stuff, I don't, I don't really get into the Star Trek stuff, but uh, these side miniseries that he's been doing since Next Men ended, I'm there. So that should start in uh, May. Which now brings us to Marvel and uh, a bunch of things in here. Some good, some bad, some what? Um, Iron Man 9 and 10, as featured on the cover of Marvel Previews, is The Secret Origin of Tony Stark by Kieran Gillen. Uh, with art by Dale Eaglesham. So suddenly I'm kind of interested to read it because I do like Dale Eaglesham. You might remember him from Villains United or when uh, the JSA book turned into Justice Society of America, uh, you know, prior to the 52 reboot and uh, his artwork. I just, I just really, really dig his artwork. Also, uh, speaking of Iron Man, they're doing uh, a four-issue series, and they're calling it Armor Wars 2, but there obviously already was an Armor Wars 2. And this is being done by uh, David McElhinney, Dave Ross, and Bob Layton on inks. And the numbering should sort of uh, clue you in to where it falls in the Iron Man universe. It's Iron Man 258.1 through Iron Man 258.4. So it does take place back, uh, you know, at that time and, and hot on the heels of, of the Armor Wars. And it's supposed to be sort of a backstory to all of that, adding new layers and new concepts and new ideas. Uh, part of me wonders if this is a reworking of another thing that um, David McElhinney and Bob Layton were working on. But uh, I'm curious to see what it is. I, I, I like that um, pairing on the team, and I've been talking about it here and there. Uh, whenever they put out like a new omnibus featuring these guys and, and uh, you know, whenever I talk about Marvel definitive runs, you, you know, you certainly have to look at David Michelinie and Bob Layton and Iron Man. Um, some other things here uh, we have in the collections department, Spider-Man 2099 trade paperback volume one collecting 10 issues for $24.99. Uh, this is obviously by Peter David and Rick Leonardi. Um, here's hoping that they continue with that, because I don't know if they've ever really gone through and collected all of the 2099 stuff, especially with a long title like Spider-Man 2099. But it was good. I did enjoy uh, the little that I read of it, and I think it's nice timing, especially considering what's been going on with Peter David these days. Maybe he'll get a little bit of a, you know, a royalty, royalty check out of this. I don't know. Marvel sometimes is uh, very different when it comes to royalties and trade paperbacks, um, than DC. Um, also, we have another collection, a new edition, a 10th anniversary edition of Marvel 1602, which is by Neil Gaiman and Andy Kubert, uh, which basically sets the Marvel Universe 
as if it was created in uh, the 17th century. And it was a great story. It really was. And, and it's an alternative take on the Marvel U. And I think it takes place as if, uh, you know, something happens within the Marvel Universe and then everybody gets sent back to that time and then they go back again or something like that. But uh, a great story. Read it. I, you might enjoy it, especially if you like Neil Gaiman messing around in the Marvel Universe. Not much else beyond that. Um, I, um, there's a character called Warrior Woman in Fearless Defenders in the Age of Ultron tie-in to Fearless Defenders. Uh, it's drawn by Phil Jimenez, which makes me think, all right, I guess we're supposed to know who that is, right? That's really Marvel's take on Wonder Woman. I think she's even called Hippolyta. Um, I'm going to look at it because it's Phil Jimenez. Uh, I love the cover to Superior Spider-Man number 9, where it's just big old Spidey's head and his brain is in the shape of words. And um, I want to say that's a Marcos Martin drawing. It's just cool and creepy and weird, and, and uh, I, I dig that. I really do. Um, another collection I should mention, Thor God of Thunder Volume 1 hardcover, The God Butcher by Jason Aaron and Isad Ribic, just because it's beautifully drawn and a creepy story and a well-done story. Uh, this collects Thor 1 through 5 of the Marvel Now branding, uh, $24.99, only 136 pages, which I think is kind of skimpy for a hardcover. Uh, Marvel's pricing on hardcovers, uh, you know, not the best in the biz. Um, I also had to laugh because, and this is this is really kind of going off uh, tangent here, and forgive me, just indulge me for a second. So I'm flipping through the Marvel previews, and I see a lot of uh, pull quotes. You know, they're 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 bringing in some pull quotes from websites that do reviews of their books. Um, for instance, Uncanny Avengers gets a pull quote from Ain't It Cool News, uh, saying Remender hits it out of the park. Uh, we have some pull quotes from for Jonathan Hickman's Avengers uh, from Newsarama and CBR and CBR. Um, All New X-Men gets some pull quotes from CBR and CBR, which is Comic Book Resources. Uh, the Superior Spider-Man, a pull quote saying Ryan Stegman's work is world-class from Comic Book Resources. And then another pull quote that says Superior Spider-Man is a complete success from comic book resources um you know I, I just had to laugh because you know you sort of want to go oh okay uh oh here here we go iron man it's got all the hallmarks of a strong series from comic book resources hey new avengers jonathan hickman unconventional and smart comic book resources oh they, okay oh look here's one from ign oh and from newsarama okay so they're mixing it up a little bit um, you know, it just kind of really kind of make me laugh, especially when they put them on the same pages. And yet when they did, uh, what was it? The, the blurb for, for, uh, Nova, uh, they had, it's not really a blurb. It's not a pull quote, but it's, it's a blurb. Actually, it's not a pull quote. And Marvel says here, the comic everyone is talking about, but yet they don't have any pull quotes because when this thing was put together, the first issue probably was barely a week old. So they didn't really have any pull quotes to that. I just thought it was kind of interesting and just, you know, just straight. Here, Thor, uh, full of visual thrills and visceral fun, comic book resources. Um, uh, oh, oh, they got Comics Alliance in here and the beat, too, which is strange enough. Uh, Comicosity. All right, here's, oh, here's some more CBR, AV Club. Ah, it just makes me laugh. Now, this one, <laughs> this is... Uh, so I'm reading all this, and, you know, I'm picking on uh, these blurbs because they're all from comic book resources, and they're all trying to say some great things about these titles. 
and we get to Cable and X-Force number eight. And, you know, Cable and X-Force, it's not rocking the charts, people. Let's be serious. It's, it's the first couple issues were real clunkers. And, and Marvel's going out of their way in this preview to find some, you know, pull quotes for the titles. And they're, you know, they're doing pretty good with some of them. One, you know, the ones I've read and they're trying to lay out some things that uh, people are saying about them. And what do they say about Cable and X-Force? They pull from, again, comic book resources and all it says is lively. <laughs> because I guess that's the only thing they could find uh, good about what somebody said about Cable and X-Force is that it's lively. I have never called a comic book lively, I don't think. But that made me laugh. I'm sorry. All right, let me get off of that. Too much fun there. Uh, so that was uh, Marvel. From Image, ever since Butcher Baker, Righteous Maker, uh, Joe Casey is on my radar, and uh, we just had the recent release of Six, number one. And in this month's previews, we have The Bounce, number one, by Joe Casey, art by David Messina. Uh, meet the ultimate slacker. Jasper Jenkins is a superhead and a superhero. He's relatable and reliable, and he's embarking on the adventure of a lifetime. And it's a sensational debut of the new feel-good hero of the decade. The artwork looks good. The artwork looks fun. Looks very colorful. It's Joe Casey. I'm willing to give it a try. And then from Nathan Edmondson, and art by Konstantin Novozadov, uh, the dream merchant, one of six, it's meant to be a sci-fi series about an individual haunted by recurring dreams, um, and he will soon realize that in his dreams is what the rest of the world has been made to forget, and what strange entities will stop at nothing to erase from his mind. That sounds really cool. Um, I'm willing to give all that a chance. And, of course, Morning Glories number 27 returns, the title returns, uh, with uh, the double-sized Season 2 premiere, so that'll be out in May if you enjoy Morning Glories. Then we go to the back of the book in the publisher section, and this is really where this preview just nails it this, this time around. Sometimes I don't see much, but this month, whew, there's a lot of stuff coming out in May. Uh, we have Ghost Town, the one-shot from Action Lab by Dave Duanch and Justin Greenwood, which is a one-shot uh, one for $3.99. Um, from Ad House Books, Super Mag, the graphic novel by Jim Rugg for $9.95. So always enjoy his particular brand of cartooning and his graphic design and his um, humor. From Archaea, we have The Reason for Dragons original graphic novel hardcover by Chris Northrup and art by Jeff Stokely, where some of the images makes me think this is like a modern-day uh, telling of uh, the Don Quixote storyline, but with uh, just all-new twists. Uh, so this is $19.95 from Archaea. I'm not spending too much time to read the blurb because I realize a lot of this stuff I'll link in the show notes so you can go see, see it for yourself. I'm just pointing it out. And if you have a preview, you can play along. And if you don't, you can check out the links. We have a new indie company called uh, Black Mask. And they're coming out with uh, two titles, 12 Reasons to Die and Occupy Comics, uh, one of three, which is what I'm looking forward to getting, uh, $3.50 each, featuring Alan Moore, David Lloyd, Mike Allred, Art Spiegelman, Ben Teppelsmith, J.M. DeMatteis, Charlie Adler, and many, many more. Um, this is accompanied by Steve Niles and other people uh, looking to get into the publishing game. 
from Boom Studios, we have something called New Genesis. Hmm, where have I heard that name before? And this is a new original tale by Clive Barker, featuring artwork by uh, Hami Zhang. And it's about, uh, let's see, it says, God is back, God help us all. It's called New Genesis. And just the promo work looked really cool, so I might look into that. Matt Kint has a book out from First Second called uh, Red-Handed, The Fine Art of Strange Crimes. It's a hardcover. Uh, Oni is re-releasing Capote in Kansas by Andy Parks and Chris Somney. Probably the thing that really put Chris, Chris Somney on the map, uh, or at least in uh, some people's eyes. Capote in Kansas is a fictional uh, account of Truman Capote in Middle America, while he was researching for the nonfiction book that he wrote called uh, In Cold Blood. So this is sort of their take on all that. Uh, from Top Shelf, The From Hell Companion, featuring a whole bunch of scripts uh, from the series From Hell uh, by Alan Moore that were in um, Eddie Campbell's possessions for the longest time and have never seen the light of day. So now they're putting those out. Uh, from Fanographics, we have um, Willard Mullins' Golden Age of Baseball Drawings, 1934 to 1972. This is not even something I would even be remotely interested in, but I think. But I know there might be some people who are interested in that. Uh, this is, uh, you know, depictions of legends like Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, Yogi Berra, Sandy Koufax. Um, all of his drawings that, uh, you know, were devoted to baseball. From Tomorrow's Publishing... We have uh, Modern Masters, uh, another volume of that uh, great series, taking a look at uh, Cliff Chang with a really, really awesome Wonder Woman uh, image on the front um, that I have to imagine might be new for the for the uh, uh, for this volume. It's volume number twenty nine of Modern Masters, uh, and then uh, Dan Spiegel, a Life in Comic Art soft cover, and this one is by author John Coates, taking a look at all of the stuff that Dan Spiegel did, uh, Crossfire and some DNA agent stuff, and, um, you know, that that's really cool. I, I think that's uh, a nice body of work that um, could use some attention. So I thought that was an interesting solicit from Tomorrow's. And finally, Neil Gaiman, along with Chip Kidd, is putting out something called Make Good Art. It's a hardcover for only $12.99. And what this is... It's putting Neil Gaiman's uh, commencement speech into graphic format uh, by Chip Kidd. Uh, and this is uh, the speech that he gave at, at my school, University Arts, in 2012. Uh, he was the commencement speaker for that graduating class. Um, I linked to his speech because it was on YouTube, and I put it out on Tumblr and a bunch of other places. And it really has some great things to say. Um, and I thought that was really cool that they're putting it out in this uh, kind of interesting little graphic design format that you could give to other people, and maybe it'll inspire them to continue in their uh, in their artistic endeavors. So there you go. That's a look at previews. Go check out the episode page, and you can see all of the links. I'll try to put up as many as I can. Uh, a fun previews this month. Always a pleasure looking through it. So there you go. That's it for today's episode. I will see you tomorrow. You can reach me at peter at thedailyrios.com. Have a good day.